I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Give it to me! Oh, hello, everyone. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you. And thank you for it where we analyze what are sometimes the hottest trends, what are sometimes trends in our own mind, what are frequently, it appears, about to become the hottest trends. And uh, we do so by our not-yet-patented scientific method of occasionally leaving the house. Yeah, I'm working on the cladistics of things, like how to classify them into the the, the number of categories that we have for the types yeah. of things. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that on my long, long drive from the San Francisco airport today because San Francisco traffic is a thing. Mm. And I was thinking, I don't know why I was thinking about how we should classify our things, but it is true that sort of generally the the ethos of this show has not been so much about the the big, huge pop culture thing. Right. But like lately we've included that, but I think we've been right to include it because there are things that transcend, as we have much discussed their popularity and then become like a shared experience and then some of them are literally just like dudes i got a thing it's called it's a thing not it's the thing right oh nice yes and Mm -hmm. i think i think it's a thing could in some ways be conceived of as the answer to are you seeing this too oh yes definitely Yep, because sometimes, man, someday, someday we're going to take this show national and we're going to get segments like, is this a thing? Mm-hmm. Is only my thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The biggest, exactly. the thing. We could be like, let's, so this week, the thing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that could be like, that could be an honorific that we give something, right? Like Old Town Road could have been like, you know what? It yeah. may go, have graduated from a thing to the thing. It is the thing, like arguably yeah. of 2019. Yeah, yeah. Potentially, it and Keanu. Um, the Thing anyway. Awards coming soon. Oh yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a whole. It's gonna be a whole level, new level of Patreon. But it could happen. It could happen. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> hit it. Uh, we have beer and clothing for you today. I'm yeah, gonna start much- with my my beer. May I? <laughs> Please do. <laughs> uh, Bud Light. By the way, this this uh, PR Newswire uh, press release uh, informed me that Bud Light has only been around since 1982. Really? Yeah, I thought it went back into the 70s, but apparently not. Hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, Bud Light is being brewed uh, as an audio-infused beer. What? Yeah. They, are, they have a special batch of beer being infused with the sounds of Laura Branigan's Gloria. Is that the one that goes, Gloria! Mm-hmm. Gloria! I okay. think I got, they think they got your number. Yeah. Yeah. You can even watch a Twitch channel where you can see uh, headphones on the tank infusing the song into the beer. I'm literally reading. The, they're going to. The, okay. I'm sorry. I would like to go back in time a little bit to when Goop was a thing. And Gwyneth Paltrow took a raft of manure for having a guy who suggested in her 
uh, newsletter, like, you know, some scientist type, Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. who suggested that you could influence the growth of plants by saying positive or negative things to them. And then if you directed all this negative energy at the plants, they would die. And if you directed positive energy at the plants, they would bloom and do better. And everybody was like, quack-a-rama-ding-dong. Unbelievable. Gwyneth is such a -a wack-a-doodle. And now you have Bud Light putting out an actual press release saying that they're just going to blast this song at beer for mm-hmm. 24 hours and that is now an okay marketing technique for three weeks for three weeks they'll be doing this to create the gloria brew gloria the- <laughs> don't you think you're falling did you did you only pick this because of hockey i know about <laughs> it because gloria is the song that the st louis blues play when they win i know about it because i have been playing gloria a lot because i'm a st louis blues fan and I have had to find places to play it that don't annoy everyone who is at a St. Louis place. <laughs> Just like you, dear listeners, are going to be annoyed by me singing it throughout this entire podcast because there was a small. Uh, I can't believe that you're able to say it out loud without singing it. I, yeah, it's only through uh, heavy practice and concentration uh, <laughs> that I, I'm able to pull that off. Uh, no, the, the, the story of Gloria as the, Gloria! Blues, as the blues theme is weird. Uh, there it goes to a bar in Philadelphia. You've been a part of a bar culture before. Have you had a regular bar ever? Sure, yeah, totally. Yeah. Silver dollar. And so you have those in jokes in the bar, right? That everybody who goes to the bar all the time knows, right? And when I went to the Texas showdown in Austin, uh, there were always, you know, those those in jokes about who ordered what or somebody always wanting to play a song on the jukebox or whatever, right? Oh, we played the song, but Jennifer must be here. Where is she? Uh, there was a bar in Philadelphia where they decided randomly that Laura Brannigan's Gloria was good luck for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. And so this has been their thing is to, to give the Eagles good luck. They play Gloria. The St. Louis blues (laughs) are in town to play the Philadelphia flyers, get taken to this bar and are watching a playoff game that the Eagles are playing in. And at every commercial break, Everybody in the bar is like, you got to play Gloria, play Gloria, DJ. It's good luck for the Eagles. And the Blues decide, okay, uh, we're going to we're gonna steal this. We're going to make this our, our, our locker room song, just kind of as an in-joke for themselves because they thought it was yeah. so hilarious and everybody in the bar was fun. Uh, and so in their locker room, they started to play Gloria and, of course, go on an 11-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Then it starts to catch on with the St. Louis fans. The Blues end up in the playoffs. The Blues win the Stanley Cup. And now Play Gloria is on merchandise. It's on shirts. There was a station in St. Louis that played Gloria for 24 hours on the radio. radio. Uh, And, of course, now Anheuser-Busch InBev uh, deciding to have audio-infused beer. (laughs) There were so many things in there. Yeah. Actually, like the Gloria thing is too, but yeah, the Gloria brew. I just, am, I'm just a little hung up on the infuse in infuse. How how? I mean, I don't really think they're taking call it that very, an infusion. They're not, they're not taking it very seriously, right? I, but they are. It's in the PR newswire. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't think but they're yes. trying to claim any effects of it. I don't. They're think They're basically so. saying we Group will sell style. this in a bottle that says 2019 Champs Gloria on it. Gloria. <laughs> Exactly what it says. Actually, it says Gloria, Gloria. It says it two times. Gloria, Gloria, mm-hmm. Gloria. Okay, I'm done. I promise. Don't 
you think you're fallen? <laughs> if everybody wants to. There you go. There why you go. Isn't anybody calling? Oh, it's so good. You don't, All have, right, that was you, don't not, you don't have to answer. You probably shouldn't answer. It's actually amazing. And uh, I would like to point out that producer Rich has noted in the Discord that evidently <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, I can't do it. I was totally dancing and then I was snapping. A whole I just can't dance do it happened. Anyway. Everyone Apparently, I know is tired of that song though. Audio, I'm not. I'm still not. I'm new here. There we go. Oh, that's right. You're always on the run now. Yeah, the lyrics have nothing to do with anything nope. regarding this. the rest of the story. It is a yeah. great party song, though. It is. Very upbeat. Not lyrics-wise, but beat-wise. I'm adding this to my running playlist. Hey, Siri. You should. Remind me at 6 o'clock to add Gloria to my running playlist. Done. I'm glad you could all be here that, for that. <laughs> all right, tell me you have a better beer. Anyway, story. well, I don't, but I do want to say. I mean, I, I have a good story, I think. But Rich, uh, producer Rich, put in the Discord a link that apparently that says, evidently, you can <laughs> make a lot of noise at whiskey, and it will age oh. it faster. Is this real? <laughs> no. We need to investigate this. It's yeah. possible to make whiskey taste as though it's been aged for years. With hit sound it, waves? Hit it with sound waves for about as long as you'd watch a TV. I'm just saying that journals. the world owes Gwyneth an apology. Maybe. Well, Maybe. possibly for other things, too. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, okay. My uh, thing that is a thing, and I didn't even realize, as usual, how much of a thing it in fact is. But you guys, Bob Ross is a thing. Again. All oh. over again. Okay. So sec- second second return of bob bob ross the became return. a thing when twitch streamed all the shows a yep. year or two back right I, and maybe that's why maybe that's what returned it but somehow you know how like that that just sort of stayed at the twitch level mm-hmm, like i mm-hmm. do now that you mentioned it, i remember hearing about that but now it's gotten to this sort of like it's trickled out into meme world uh-huh you know Wait, and that makes sense right that'd yeah. be the next step sure it's definitely the next step and in fact, there was pretty recently, like just in May of this year, this incredible YouTube video where this woman who's a Disney artist, Laura Price, um, tried to follow. She's so she's a digital artist, and she tried to follow along with a Bob Ross tutorial. So she's on her touchscreen with a stylus, and he's just doing his show. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, or she's watching Puffy an old Bob Ross show, Puffy right. Little Clouds, exactly. And like, we'll just bend the brush like this and just dab, 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 dab. And it'll look just like snow on the roof of the cabin. Dab, 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 dab. And she's like, you know, tap, 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 tap. And she's like, Jesus, this is so hard. And it's mesmerizing. It's like an hour long and it has like three million views. And it's just so, okay, it's, it's uh, I don't know, like 26 minutes long and it has two and a half million views. But whatever. It's amazing. And I just keep hearing... About Bob Ross, and I keep seeing little, like, Bob Ross comments and, you know, cameo-type things. And then turns out, as I was doing my little research for the show, that there are, in fact, there's a Bob Ross experience, and this is where the beer comes in. In Ohio, there's going to be a a Bob Ross experience, a paint night fundraiser at Fathead's Breweries, and then all the proceeds will go to Make-A-Wish, which is incredible. But also... All the cool things happen in Ohio. Do they? The Soundwave whiskey, the Bob Ross thing, oh our my producer. God. 
You're right. <laughs> My new friend is from Ohio. Ohio's a thing. Mm-hmm. Ohio produces good things, apparently. Things. It's a thing. Well, okay, but the other thing that is cool that Bob Ross is getting is a museum debut in Chicago. Ah. But it's at the DePaul. The DePaul Art Museum in Chicago. And I'm not even going to lie, like, I kind of want to go. I can't believe that. I, and he didn't, he apparently has never, <laughs> which is sort of not surprising, because even though this technique is harder than I think we all realize, it still is ultimately like sort of hotel art at the end. Uh, he's never been featured in an, officially in a museum before, Aww. but his work has been loaned out once before to the Lyndon B. Johnson presidential Is Bob Library. Ross going to become kind of a Van Gogh or Van Gogh? Uh, uh, where like totally un- underappreciated in his time maybe and thought of as as just kind of a hack and people sold the paintings for cheap and then is considered a master now yeah he is not normally included on lists i'm reading now from mentalfloss.com he isn't normally included on lists of influential artists of the 20th century but the exhibit argues that he contributed to trends in the art world Mm-hmm. And that his creative uh, philosophy reflected, among other things, the rise of optimism and sincerity in art, which is uh, probably why people like him so much now, because there's this sort of like death of irony yeah. thing happening. It's well, just beautiful. A lot of times, artists particularly, and all kinds of creative endeavors, are not appreciated in their time because they are of their time, and everyone thinks what they're doing is obvious. Right. Shakespeare is an example. Everybody thought he was a hack. They're like, well, of course he's commenting on the queen because everybody knows that. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And now we're like, wait, what? Yeah. I don't know. It's amazing for it. So his, in the, and it's not a, it's not a like, haha, Bob Ross is a thing um, exhibit, by the way, exhibition. It's new age, new age hmm. strategies for survival. And four of his landscape oil paintings, which represent self care in the new age movement, are included. Nice. Bob Ross. He's back. He's back, I, baby. Ooh, that would be a good Halloween costume. Bob Ross? Bob Ross. Well, did you see the Deadpool promo a year year ago for Deadpool 2 where Reynolds dressed up as Deadpool dressed up as Bob Ross? Really? So he's been a thing for a while. It seems like know. he just now, like, he hit... It's just, well, we're peak, we're getting peak Bob Ross. We're at peak, peak Bob Ross. Bob, Bob Ross <laughs> is now in the puffy little clouds of Aww. things. And he's looking down and being like, it's about damn time. My grandmother loved his show on PBS. Really? I have a painting that I am looking at right now of a tree. <laughs> oh, really? A, oh, really? In a field of grass that my grandma happy? painted. It does not look like Bob Ross, but it was her, you know, it was one of her exercises. And there's a little person with a yellow shirt and a red cap out in the field that was supposed to be me. Really? Mm hmm. Tom, that's amazing. That's, and I know, that's quite beautiful, actually. I love it. I know it's me because I remember when she was painting it, she's like, this is you. And I'm like, then you have to put my cardinal's cap on him. And that's why he's got a little red cap. Aww. Reportedly, in other fun facts about Bob Ross, he uh, ha- didn't care for the perm, but he wore it throughout the show, his hair. Why did and he wear it then? I don't really know. I guess because it was sort of like his thing. You okay. Know? Yeah. And he also, on the show, preferred never to, re- to use the word mistakes. And he referred to them instead as happy accidents. Aww. I know. I think I that's wanna... why he has caught on, right? Is everybody's like, oh, he's just so positive and genuine. and He's like the freaking Fred Rogers of yeah. painters, yeah. Whereas back when he was on PBS, we're like, ah, oh, he's so genuine. 
I guess so, because Gen Xers are the worst. Because Gen Xers are the worst. That makes perfect sense. Gen Xers are like, oh, please. Well, because it was Gen Xers are responding to the positive optimism that was unwarranted from the baby boomers, right? Right. I guess. All reactions. Well, I'm glad he's back because he's what America, he's what the world needs right now. We need happy little trees. I think Generation Xers embrace Bob Ross now. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we totally like, you know, people. Well, I say we, but I took that New York Times quiz, and apparently I'm just a slightly old millennial. Really? Mm hmm. Well. Which actually I knew because I definitely fall in the gap of mm-hmm. the years, mm-hmm. like the generation years. Like I'm a little too young for Gen X and a little too old for millennial. Yeah, yeah. And so I never have totally related to the all the movies and slackers and things like that. Mm-hmm. But then, then I took the quiz and they were like, yeah, you're just an old millennial. I'm Gen X. Like, I'm dead center Gen X. Yeah. I know no way out of it. I'm in the valley. Yeah. All right. So then I haven't you taken can... the quiz, but I'm, I know I would be. You're <laughs> like, I'm, I feel confident. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing. I bought Douglas Copeland's book when it was out new <laughs> in college and bought uh, copies to give to friends. Of course, by Douglas Copeland's book, I mean the book Generation X. Okay, thanks. I literally think this is... <laughs> I, was, I was looking it up on DuckDuckGo. <laughs> and there you go. That's <clears throat> yeah. that right there. That right there was the difference. Yep. Uh, my next thing is actually a chance for both of us to learn something about Gen Z. Ooh, yes. Okay. I'm into uh, it. And not what they will eventually be called, because I don't know Gen Z is going to stick around. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Millennials used to be Gen Y for a while, and then they became millennials. So, But uh, The Atlantic had a story uh, a couple of weeks ago, week and a half ago, about mm-hmm. uh, Depop, which is a, an app thrift store full Amazing. of influencers and new clothing. Oh, wait. What? Like you run your own store so on Depop? Depop? Like an Etsy? Depop looks very much like Instagram. Uh-huh. And what you do is you sell your used clothing by taking really good shots, Instagram quality um. shots, and then sell it for cheap. Like you can get, you know, J Crew shirts for twelve bucks. Yeah, right. Something, right? Yeah, you're you're giving as discount. Some some shirts are even like five bucks, whatever. Uh, and then if you're doing it right, you get a following. People who always like your stuff. And some mm-hmm. people in this Atlantic article are described as like, I had to start going out to thrift stores to buy more used clothing because my following was getting bigger. <sighs> and then if you get big enough on Depop, then you can strike a deal. Uh, with textile manufacturers and come out with your own line of clothing. And even though it's not used, you've got enough of a following that people are like, oh yeah, her sense of style is so great. I'm going to I'm gonna definitely follow her. Or like, oh man, I always like the colors he picks. So I'm definitely going to buy his stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it is, it is, a, it appeals to Gen Z because of the savings at the beginning, but then it's also got that social networking influencer juice going totally. on. Totally. And I am not at all surprised to see that this article came from Taylor Lorenz, who has her finger so on the pulse of internet culture that it sometimes hurts. Like, I'm just like, why didn't I think of that story? She's so good. And this is fascinating in a million different ways, not least of which is that. So it's similar to because I think we I think maybe I think maybe Marketplace just had a story on how popular reselling clothes is because of the the savings but also because these younger people like don't want to they're they're less consumer oriented right they're trying to consume less and have a smaller footprint and you know responsibly recycle yeah yeah there's an aspect that's appealing because of the reuse too yeah yep totally like i don't want to contribute to waste so i'll just buy used clothing yeah and it's i mean it's totally like 
what we all would do if we were just smart and budget conference. Con- I mean, just, it's but- what I told myself when I lived in Austin in the 90s when I bought only thrift store clothing. Right. <laughs> like, also, I'm not contributing to waste. Also, I can't afford actual clothes. But it is pretty hysterical that <laughs> Both then, of these things are true. That then that would, of course, in the way of... of <laughs> I was just at this conference called Circularity, and they were talking about like in the sustainability and environment way, but in the circularity that is capitalism, of course, the idea of responsibly reusing and reselling clothes eventually became an influencer business because that's like <laughs> influencer, the influencer economy is like gravity right now. Like whatever you're doing, I bet you can make money as an influencer on it. Yeah. Well, exactly. Right. Because if you're Depop, right? Depop didn't start this simply to help the world. I, I'll I'll go ahead and give them credit. Like, oh yeah, you you you're probably want to make the world a better place. Uh, but Depop thought, okay, we can make a certain amount of money off of used clothing transactions. Right. But where we get the real money is when we get these people to sell at scale. And yep, I'm sure I, this part I'm unclear on, but I'm sure Depop. Uh, certainly takes a cut of the new clothing, but also probably helps hook up those brand deals, right? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. I, yeah. I'm clearly not cool enough to shop there, but I do love the idea of a marketplace where you can just sort of sell your stuff easily and that's all it's for. Like, you know, I've thought sometimes... Like consigning is kind of a rat. You know, I'm working eBay through them now. eBay can be for, complex for people. eBay is like a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, it's just and the the it's just hard to sell. And then like consignment is easier, but you really don't make that much money. And sometimes I'm like, this was really expensive. And anyway, it would be really cool to basically just be like, here I've set up my own little shop for used TV clothes. Shop shipping on this Duff beer T-shirt is three dollars, bringing the total to eighteen dollars. Amazing. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal. No, it really doesn't. That's, that, you know. Yeah. A lot of Simpsons stuff on here, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Because vintage, right? Because vintage, yes. And 90s. Oh, yep. oh, can I throw in a sub thing? Maybe I should save it. I'll save it. I'll put All it right. in the bullpen. Tease ahead. Mm-hmm. Stay Next tuned, week. folks. What uh, is the nature yeah. of your tease? Uh, it is related to 90s nostalgia and capitalism. All right. More 90s one. nostalgia and capitalism coming soon. It's a good one. All right. Uh, all right. And now comes the part of the show where I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable a little bit. Okay. Sorry. Uh, prop, maybe not as uncomfortable as at-home waxing, but mm-hmm. my next thing is bras. Bras are oh, a thing. Disrupting bras, uncomfortable about bras. Reinventing bras. Okay, good. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are uncomfortable bras. <laughs> I mean, all I mean, bras are uncomfortable. That's, there's, there's, there should not be anything uncomfortable about a man talking about bras. That's just silly. <laughs> okay, awesome. I wait the emails. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I felt like a disclaimer was in order just mm-hmm, in case. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So, I mean, you probably aren't getting these, to be fair, but I constantly get Instagram ads for bras. Constantly. From, uh, like, a lot of different companies. I get ads for bras on the BBC app. Really? I don't know what weird ad targeting algorithm is doing that. I don't see them on Instagram. I don't see them anywhere else. And <laughs> no, Eileen does not use my BBC News app or login. I know. I was like, is this a, like a login thing? I, yeah, huh. I don't know. Okay. I get dresses and, and bras on my B. I'm like, who do you, what? Okay. And I just scroll, keep scrolling. 
Weird. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, yeah. So, okay. Even you have seen them, which is kind of amazing. Well, probably not. Yeah, at the scale, but sure. Yeah. I mean, I get I get one every day. But what I think is interesting is that for a long time, I just got bra ads from Third Love, which is you know like a somewhat new um, direct to consumer bra brand from and Heidi Zach. From I Heidi say, Zach. reading it off the L story you gave me, as if right. I know. But they did. I mean, a lot of people did find out about them because there was this whole flap with Victoria's Secret because the okay. Victoria's Secret chief marketing officer was basically like, I don't know, it's bras for fat ladies, like something dumb like that, right? And they were just like, okay. Mm, good. So they took out, Third Love took out a full page ad in the New York Times to be like, you're awful. You're everything that's wrong with everything, which is true. And they're everything that's wrong with bras. Okay. And probably for like decades, women have been like, can we just freaking fix bras? But anyway, now there are, like, now I'm starting to see, I noticed, Lots more ads for lots more bras from lots more direct-to-consumer bra companies. Ah, so it's a trend. It's a total trend. And it appears to be just like really, they think, I guess, a really lucrative new market segment. And it's different. You know, it's like they're supposed to fit better. And there's like a quiz to see if like one's bigger than the other. And they so can adjust some, for someone's that. someone's disrupting bras or trying to. Yes, at long freaking last. Yeah. And then not just one company is disrupting bras. Like now everybody's like, hot damn, Mm -hmm. disrupted the bras. (laughs) Although I'm noticing that as the bra ads get more and more prevalent, like they're really still like, I'm starting to wonder, like maybe bras can't be disrupted because at the end of the day, they're all still kind of the same. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) They're still underwire and they're still like this and that. Is there a new approach that makes them more comfortable and easier to wear? They're more customized, I will say. Okay. And I think that's because so of the direct-to-consumer thing. So you do mm-hmm. this quiz, and you do the fit, and you you know it's like you want the right – like it has to be the right strap size, but like most women are a little uneven, and there are some that you can get half sizes. Like Third Love pioneered the half size, So this which is was similar amazing. to some of the stuff going on with like shoes, where they're like, hey, people's feet aren't always the same size either, so maybe yeah. get better measurements. Yep, totally. But I think that the the whole like – I don't know. And it's true that previously I was like, I guess I'm not sure even I had not thought about where I go to buy bras. Right. It's just like, I don't know, like the gap, I guess, or, <laughs> just you know, thing you got to do if yeah. I'm going to get real about it. I go to Nordstrom and you have a whole fitting thing. And you spend a crap ton of money. And it's horrible. And I think they're just trying to recreate the crap ton of money Nordstrom fitting in direct to consumer brands. But now it's just like so it's a thing. But then it's fall, now it's fallen into that category of like, well, are you just a sketchy Instagram you know, like ah, right, China right. company. Like anything, once it becomes big enough, then the fraudsters and scamsters show up. Exactly. But luckily, I was able to, you know, do a little DuckDuckGo and find out, like, some right now. Now you have to, like, compare, comparison shop your direct-to-consumer bra brands. It's a thing. It's constant. Um, by the way, side note, I think we are making DuckDuckGoing something a thing. <laughs> it's a really awkward verb, but... <laughs> I wanted uh, to be a thing. I was, I was just doing Current Geek with Scott Johnson, and during the show, I was like, you've got a search engine. He's like, yes, I'm duck duck going it right now. Oh, really? Yes! <laughs> I bet there's a way we could use the proper name. Like, we could just be like, hold on, duck, duck, go! <laughs> Make a little typing noise. <laughs> Almost like pole position. Duk, duk, Ooh, duk, good one. Go. Good throwback. Thank you. <laughs> All right, those are all our things. Shall we move on to your things? Yes, uh, CBS Sunday Morning has also acknowledged that Minecraft is still a thing. Thank you, Matt Battaglia, for sending that along. He even sent the YouTube link. 
That's great. That makes me feel like we may all due respect to, I, I don't know why I prefaced the really not respectful thing I'm about to say, but the fact that it was then on CBS Sunday morning makes me feel like well, we came to that late. <laughs> Harsh. It's a little, a little cold over there in the shade on Sunday morning on CBS. Yeah. <laughs> we did get a bunch of, uh, no, that was great. And we, were, we nailed it this week. Uh, speaking of things that where we crushed it, like our, I love that the feedback seg- segment is basically like, we're awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, it's good. Why not? It's our show. Eric writes in and says, this week a promo email from the Chubby's Swim Trunk website, which, I'm sorry, what now? Uh, was promoting customer favorites. And he said, with no context and no reference to it inside the email, the subject line was Keanu Raves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's just really trying to get opens, right? Yeah. yeah. Really. But putting Keanu in there. I... Uh, I do want, I'm going to go back and find out who, what, who it was that tweeted me about how there's a Twitter feed that is basically like Keanu Reeves <laughs> walks to music. That sound you just heard was my reminder to add Gloria to my running playlist. <laughs> Gloria! <laughs> Excellent. Good. Very glad. I'm All right. uh, super happy that that's going to happen. Also, thanks for that. Uh, Shannon, the uh, thing spotter. Uh, uh, pointed out that her hip hop class at her daughter's dance studio started learning this dance today, and it's a video with Old Town Road. Oh my god, that is amazing! Also, Shannon, as usual, basically our number one scout. She's our number one thing scout. Yep. Brandon on Patreon writes, just catching up on episodes and was listening to this one on the way to the ice hockey practice for my kids. Dang. They got a big kick out of it because hockey is definitely a thing. In Tampa Bay. Hadn't even watched a full game before moving here a few years ago. Yeah, and that's really interesting because the Lightning have been great, but also hockey in Florida? Yeah, that's weird. football and baseball have problems drawing people, but yeah. (laughs) But hockey? Okay, maybe you're right. Hmm? We'll Hmm, see. We'll see. I'm not giving up. Uh, then we got Shannon again. Uh, on Sunday, I was watching the E3 Xbox press conference with my husband and Keanu Reeves came out. Yep. My husband said, no one else could have gotten that reaction. Later that day, I listened to It's a Thing where you talked about Keanu Reeves. And just now I was looking at a Chris Evans tweet about Keanu behind the scenes in Toy Story 4 and whose reply should I see but our own Molly Wood. <laughs> ah. That's true. That did happen. I saw him tweet about Keanu and I was like, shut the front door. And I retweeted it. Last week I was waiting at my daughter's dance studio when another mom said she had been at the beach the previous day watching soccer games. She proceeded to describe sand soccer, which is played on the beach with sand socks and no shoes. They have whole tournaments of sand soccer. As soon as my brain yelled, that's a thing. I knew I had to report it. I believe this tournament was in Huntington Beach. That would make sense. Uh, This sounds crazy to me because it's just hard to walk on the sand and soccer is mostly running back and forth also my grandmother who's 82 started talking to me about drake and the warriors yesterday that is amazing (laughs) shannon is like a nexus of thing she is a nexus yeah uh also i looked up sand soccer and it's a thing and that sounds horrific well done shannon well done again well beach has a great dog beach uh, and they, and they just, you know, they're one of those beach towns in Southern California. So it doesn't surprise me that if there were going to be a sand soccer, it would start there. It's like, there, it's lots of places though. There's like the nor- there's a whole North American one. There's oh, really? a Virginia okay. beach one. Wow. Yeah. So 200,000 participants beach. in the 26th annual North American sand soccer championships in Virginia right. beach, Virginia. 
the images are pretty funny because they range from like little cute adorable children to this really really hardcore looking tournament where was this one did i tell you i uh, uganda i walked through the national pickleball championships no but you know what i think that's a thing pickleball also a thing they just introduced it. I, I belong to like a swim and tennis club, which I know sounds really ridiculous, but it's like the people's club, you guys. It's inexpensive. But uh, they just introduced pickleball and couldn't have made a bigger deal out of it. And there's like, it was like, like graphite many, many pickleball paddles that you yeah. can buy. It's like a High big end deal. Equipment. Crazy. I put a link in the Discord, by the way, to uh, a story about the Copa Dar es Salaam in Tanzania. Which is a sand soccer tournament. The Copa, like cup. Copa. Like cup. The, the Dar es Salaam Cup. The Dar es Salaam Cup. And it's a picture of the Uganda sand cranes. I bet. Oh, it makes. This is a worldwide <laughs> sport. Soccer in places that have sand. Right. That's it's, a lot of the earth right there. That's a thing. <laughs> well done, Shannon. Well, well done, done, Shannon, as always. If you heard me mention the Discord and you didn't know what I was talking about, Uh, This might be a great time to tell you that if you support the show by becoming a member at patreon.com slash it's a thing and you are familiar with discord.com, which is the uh, it's not all Nazis and video games live chat app. (laughs) Sorry, Discord. You can connect your Patreon account to the Discord and you can participate in our tapings live and you'll get like funny little links and a little pre-show and some chit chat. And even if you don't figure that all out, you get... uh, an ad-free RSS feed and you get like a, a version of the podcast with the bonus content. Yeah. You can also email us your things like Shannon to feedback at it's a thing dot me. Mm-hmm. Keep them coming. Tweet them. And we uh, will talk to you again next time. Thanks for bearing with us when we missed a week. We're happy to be back. Thanks for giving us the time off. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Bye. You could, you could rock that Gloria. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to censor yourself. It faded out on me. It faded uh. out on me. Fine. Here we go. I'll just give you the real stuff. There we go. Goodbye. <laughs> give it to me. Oh, all right. Bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 